Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stephen B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host, Steve Al Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stephen B Media Production at the Carolina studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege they bring your program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the live show there. You'll see this show on either pages one or two. I hadn't looked at it tonight, but I'll just check it out here in a few minutes and just see exactly what page that's on that you can click on that live show on Blog Talk Radio. Or if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or my special guests on this radio show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com or you can call Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask you to bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you'll be with my co-host, Lou Gilbert, and my special guest speaker, Charles Parker, as they break unto our listeners the bread of life. And also my special guest in the community corner, Time Moore, as she serves our community with their various talents and gifts to uplift our neighbors. We pray that you'll bless them in their efforts, bless their families that support their efforts. They may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you'll bless our listeners who are tuning in to this broadcast via Blog Talk Radio, as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you, and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. For without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak. And we often fall short of thy will. For we pray that you'll continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful unto death, for we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. In the first segment, my special guest speaker is Charles Parker. He serves with the Center Point Church of Christ there in Birmingham, Alabama. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And in the community corner, my special guest is Ty Moore. She's with the Ty World from Jacksonville, Florida. Looking forward to talking to her in the community corner. And then to close out the show, my co-host, Lou Gibbers. He serves as evangelist for the Overbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of of Christ. So open up your Bibles and open your minds and let's have a great show after the break. The next one should be that of my special guest speaker, Charles Parker. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. 
They replied in the end, Lord, and he's trying to take everything that I have. He's trying to get in our homes, Lord, and I need you. I know your word, and I know what you say, Lord, and I believe that we can make it through any storm and any trial. And I'm just asking for strength right now, Lord, just to trust in you. Believe in you, Lord. Give me strength. Give me power. And it's in your son, Jesus' name. Who died that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I pray this prayer. Come on, y'all. Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my special guest speaker, Charles Parker, and his subject, relationship. Yeah, we're certainly grateful to the Almighty and great God of Heaven uh, for this opportunity. We certainly thank God for Stevie B. And, and the mighty work that he is doing on this radio show, I'm just, it's just a pleasure uh, to be here with my brother. want to uh, thank all of those of you who are the listeners here. want you to focus just for a little while on the subject relationship. A very interesting word, relationship. Uh, the word relationship simply means a connection. It means uh, attached to. Uh, it means relationship. It also it means one blood. The word relationship runs throughout the whole word of God. From Genesis all the way down to the book of Revelation, there is a thread that details or talk, talks about relationship. It's interesting that you can find relationship in any part of the Word of God. The whole Bible talks about relationship. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the very first verse of
of the Bible. The Bible said, in the beginning, God. And you can stop right there. The word God comes from a Hebrew word, Elohim. The word Elohim here is plural. It's talking about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the very first few words of the Bible, you can find that there is a connection between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is a relationship there between the three of them. A relationship is in the very first verse of the Bible. And not only that, but you can find the concept of the word relationship even in the very last verse of the Bible in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 21, the Bible said, and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with God's holy people. The New Living Translation, you can find in the very last verse of the Bible, the concept relationship. A relationship between Jesus Christ and the Father and God and his holy people. There is a relationship there between all of God's people, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We can find relationship not only uh, in the first verse of the Bible or, or in the last verse of the Bible, but God himself brought humanity in existence in a relationship. When humanity appeared on the scene, humanity was in a relationship. How can we find this out? How, how, do, how do we know this? In Genesis chapter 1, in verse number 26, the Bible said, and God said, let us make man. Let me just pause here for a second and kind of notice something what is going on here. In the very beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Create, create, the word create means to bring something out of nothing. God created the heaven and the earth. And then God began to speak to his creation. He spoke to the uh, uh, firmament stars came from. God spoke to the earth. Grass began to grow. And as God continued to speak, things began to form. As a matter of fact, the Bible said in verse 3, and God said, verse 6, and God said, verse 11, and God said, and God said, verse 20, and God said, verse 24, and God said, as God was saying, as God was speaking, he was speaking to that which he had created to make things. When he wanted a cow, he spoke to the earth. When he wanted a lamb, he spoke to the earth. When he wanted watery fish, he spoke to the water. And everything that God spoke came into existence. But when he got down to verse number 26, he said, and God said, this one is not going to come from the firmament, the stars, or the galaxies. This one is not going to come from the dust of the ground, but this one 
going to come from us. This one, he said, let us make this one. Let this one come from us. Thus simply means that we started off original by design in a relationship with the Father. We are connected to God because we came from God. So therefore, there is a relationship between God and humanity. Even in verse 26, it's talk about a relationship between humanity and God himself. And not only that, as we said before, that humanity came into existence in a relationship. Notice the word man. It says, and God said, let us make man in Genesis verse 26. The word man comes from a Hebrew word, Adam. That word is a plural word. That word is plural. So therefore, that word refers to male and female. In that one word, in that species, there is male and female. Thus, humanity itself came into existence in a relationship. So we can see in the direction in which we're headed that relationship is vitally important. Why? Because it is by design. We're going to talk a little bit more of the importance of the word relationship and how we as God's people need to develop that relationship and build that relationship and strengthen that relationship because it is God's design. And watch this now, my friends. We can see that humanity came into existence in a relationship. And if you want to know anything more about this, you can just drop down on down to verse 27 and 28. You'll see that God brought male and female into existence. Even in this verse, it talks about the word them. The word them is a plural word. It's referring to Adam, the word man. We can see that even in this verse, when humanity came into existence, they came into existence in a relationship. This just, my friends, just details or indicates the vital importance of a relationship. And watch this now. When you go through the Word of God, you're going to find that there is a relationship between the Father and the Son, between God the Father, God the Son. The Bible talks about that relationship throughout the Word of God. Just for the sake of time, look at John chapter 17 and verse number 5. The Bible said, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Jesus was saying to his father that glorify me with the glory I had when I was with you. In other words, I had a relationship with you even before this world was formed, before this world came into existence. Jesus saying that, Father, we had a relationship. We shared that was a connection, that was an attachment, that was a relation in the same glory that you have right now. See, Jesus 
prayed unto his father that we had our relationship, that we are in a relationship. And that glory that you had, that we had before, bring me back into that same glory. See, we can see before that there is a relationship between God and the Father, between the Father and the Son. And not only that, as we go through the Word of God, we can find that there is a relationship between God and his people. God and his people. The very first verse, one of the verses that we, we talked about earlier is in Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 21, what Jesus said that uh, my, may the grace of our Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. We can see just in this verse alone that there is a relationship between the God the Father and His holy people. There is a relationship. Why is there is why is there a relationship between the Father and the people? Because we came from God Himself. There is a relationship between God and His people. We have the attributes of God. You know why you can love. Because you came from the source that can love. You know why you can have mercy? Because you came from the source that can have mercy. You know why you can share grace or show grace? It's because you came from the source that can show grace. That is nothing but grace itself. You know that you will never die. No, sir, and no, ma'am, you will never die. The physical body may go back to the dust from which it came, but you who you are will never die. That's why God had to make a heaven and a hell. Yes, because both are eternal. I'm here to tell you, my friends, you will never die. Why? Because you came from the source that will never die. This is why it's so vitally important that we understand the relationship between God and his people. There is a connection. There is a relationship. We are the offsprings of God. I'm here to tell you, all that is in God is in you. It's just that it is on a smaller scale, on a smaller level. I'm here to tell you, my friends, that you are in a relationship with God. And I wish we had time to just show you the difference between church membership and relationship. I'm here to tell you, both think different. I'm here to tell you, the Bible is teaching that we have a relationship with God himself. Why? Because we came from God. Notice Revelation chapter 21 and notice verse 2 and verse 3. Very interesting coming from the New Living Translation. Watch what the John the Revelator as he penned this, uh, these particular verses. In verse 2, the Bible said, And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. We understand that this is referring to the church. The word church just comes from a Greek word, that just simply means that 
God's holy people, the called out, is talking about the body of Jesus Christ. Watch this now. Watch what he's saying. Watch what he's saying about this bride that is adorned for her husband. Look at verse number three. He says, and I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's own is now among his people. Look what it's saying now, that God is dwelling with his people. God is coming to develop that relationship with his people. It says he will live with them. I'm here to tell you, my friends, God is dwelling with us right now. We are in the presence of God right now. God is dwelling with his people. God is in a relationship with his people right now. It says, and they will be his people. Notice, we belong to God. We are in that relationship with him. We are in the family of God, thus. We are in our relationship with God. God himself will be with them. God is dwelling with his people, and we are in a relationship with the Father. We are in a relationship with God. And watch this now. Not only that the Bible talks about a relationship horizontally, but the Bible talks about a uh, 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 vertically, rather, the Bible also talks about a relationship horizontally. And watch this now. Watch this. Very interesting. Uh, there is a relationship, the Bible teaches, that we are to have with one another. The Bible teaches, I'm here to tell you tonight, that the Bible is talking about a relationship from Genesis all the way down to the book of Revelation. Everywhere you read about the word of God, you read about the word of God in a relationship. Look at, look, watch this now. You got to get this. Watch this now. John chapter 13 and the verse is number 35. Watch John chapter 13 and the verse number 35. A very familiar passage of scripture that we are all familiar with. Watch this now. The Bible said this in the King James Version. It says, by this, this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. Why? How are you going to know that you are my disciples? Watch this. If ye have love one for another. Watch this now. It's talking about a relationship. You got to get this. How the world going to know that we are God's people because we have a relationship. How do you get that out of here? Look at the, 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 the latter part of this verse. He says, ye have love one to another. It's very interesting. The word love in the text is a very interesting word. It just unfortunately in the English speaking or English translation, there's just just one word for the word love. There are many words in the Greek to describe the word love, but unfortunately, uh, in our language, we just have one word. When we said love, I, I love my wife, I love my daughter, or I love my car, or I, I love my food. Each one of those words are totally different. And the word, I, I use that one word, love, but then each, in each way I use it have different meanings. 
Watch this now. Watch this. This is the biblical understanding of the word love. It's not talking about a overwhelming, bubbling feeling or uh, uh, emotions that just run all through my body and just make me feel so good and that sort of thing. It's not talking about that kind of emotional thing. The word love is a very interesting word. This is the best understanding that we can receive from the word love. The word love is just simply saying when he said love one to another, he's saying that provide for, protect. So when God said love your brother, he is saying you care for your brother. You protect your brother. You provide for your brother. So he's not saying that just having an overwhelming, bubbling feeling. Love is an action word. So when the Bible tells us to love even our enemies, and many of us say, oh, man, we can't do that. You know, that's just, I don't have that kind of love in me to love those individuals who are doing harm to me. I can't understand that. Well, the word love is just simply means that if your enemy is hungry, you care for them. You feed them. If they are sick, you go and you take care of your enemy. As someone trying to harm your enemy, you are to stand up for them. It's interesting why, how we understand this. The reason for this is because Jesus Christ has turned the kingdom Upside down, upside down, and watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. In the little remaining of my little time here, watch this now. Very interesting. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. In Matthew chapter five, you'll find that Jesus said, "It's been said of all that uh, that that if one pluck out someone's eye, or your eye, you can pluck out theirs." Yes, yes. But he changed that, or he said. If someone slap you, uh, someone slap you, you, you just slap them back in so many words. If someone knock you down, you knock them down. He said, no, no, no. Jesus changed the around. He said, but I say unto you, if someone slap you on one side of your cheek, he said, turn ye the other. You know, instead of plucking out someone else's eye or slapping someone else back, you just turn the other cheek. Jesus turned the kingdom upside down. Let me just rush right on through this. The word love in the text is talking about in a relationship. You are building a relationship with your brother. That's how the world is going to know that we are Jesus, are God's disciples, Jesus' disciples, the way we have a relationship with each other, how we take care of one another, how we provide for one another, how we protect one another in this relationship. That's how the world is going to know. And let me go ahead and conclude right quick, my friends. In Matthew chapter 22, and thir- verse 37 through verse 40, this is kind of sum- sums it up. Uh, Jesus said, watch this, unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbors as thyself. These two commandments 
hang all the laws and the prophets. Jesus saying that you have a, a, a vertical relationship with the Father, and you have a, horror, a, a horizontal relationship with your brothers and sisters. I'm here to tell you, my friends, the whole Bible talks about a relationship. It deals with a relationship. And then last of all, in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1 and 2, this is it. It says, my dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who plea our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Jesus Christ himself died on the cross of Calvary for relationship to bring humanity back on to God, to bring humanity and the Father, God, back in a relationship. Jesus shed his precious blood, hung, bled, and died on the cross of Calvary to bring us into a relationship with the Father. Brothers and sisters, build your relationship. Remove everything in front of you. Put it to the side, and let's come back together and let the world see that we are God's holy people by being in a strong relationship with one another. God bless you, and God keep you. Thank you, Stevie B. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. the blood. 
for me. I need a witness in here tonight. Sing, son. the mouth. Thank you, Lord. Oh, baby. That's all right. That's all right. We're here to testify tonight. Is that okay? Come on. I need a witness in here. testimony in here. I need another testimony. Come on in here. What a word from the Lord radio show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. The Community Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, the Community Corner is simply designed to tell our listeners just what products and services are offered in our communities and how you can contact these various vendors for their services. Ladies and gentlemen, you will be surprised to know just what products and services that people have to offer that are sitting right there among us in our congregations. And this is one of my favorite segments because we just get a chance to hear just what are some of the things that people are doing around us to serve in our communities. We've had people on this show who are involved in financial services, legal services. We've had authors, college consultants, professional boxers who are community activists. We've had NFL players, uh, casting producers for television shows, farmers, comedians, health and wellness, you name it. We've had them. We recently had a candidate for the president of the United States on this show uh, a few weeks ago. So this show, this statement is really very popular and I just appreciate everyone who gets involved in coming on this show to tell us about what they're doing to serve our community. Now, my special guest 
on the broadcast this evening is Ty Moore from Jacksonville, Florida. Ty Moore, welcome to the Community Corner. Well, hello, and thank you, Mr. Stevie, for inviting me. I was very excited to get the invite. Yes, ma'am. I want you to tell us now what it is that you're doing to serve our community. Well, again, my name is Tanya Samore. Everyone calls me Ty. I have my own travel agency. It is called Ty's World, and I'm right here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm also a member of Church of Christ. I go to Northside Church of Christ here in Jacksonville, Florida. If you were to um, need any travel arrangements, I am capable of it all. Um, There's so many things that people don't think of that they'll need when they're traveling. But from beginning to end, when it comes to flights, I have my own personal website. So it will allow clients to go online and they can book directly from the site like they would any other travel website, but you have me as the attached a bonus. So yes, you can go to my website, but if you're having any trouble, you can call me directly so that you will be able to get additional assistance. So my website address is https colon com. And I'll spell it out. It's H-T-T-P-S colon T-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D dot I-N-T-E-L-E-T-R-A-V-E-L dot com. And I can be reached at 904-790-3322. Now, I did want to ask you, since the pandemic has been going on, or we're coming out of the pandemic, has the travel business picked up for you? Actually, way more than I had expected. I think I've been busier now than I ever have been. People are getting out of the house more. They were stuck in the house for a good year and a half to two years not being able to go anywhere. And now maybe they might not be going far, but they're still traveling. Um, They're looking for deals. They're looking for offers. So I definitely have been a lot busier than I have been in previous times and this isn't the first company that i've been with but i love the particular company that i'm with because they have resources to all suppliers and vendors well i am just so excited that you was able to make it to the community corner on this evening i certainly appreciate you coming by telling us about your business Oh, well, no problem. I do want to give you a few more details. I have a hot deal right now. You can check me out in Jacksonville, Florida at One Bridge Connect. It's in the Regency Mall. And if you come out, you can get a $60 travel voucher. The voucher covers your hotel stay for three days and two nights with a standard hotel room. And you will be able to get that right at Regency Mall or contact me directly. Thank you so much for that information. Ty Moore with the Trap She's a Travel Agency here, ladies and gentlemen, in Jacksonville, Florida. Check her out. Check out her website and see what kind of deals she can uh, do for you because she has a lot going on with her business. We certainly appreciate you coming our way to the Community Corner. All right. You have a blessed one. All right. You too. Thank you so much. The Community Corner. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm gonna keep on climbing this mountain till I reach high ground. I think turn around. 
anybody out there Having trials and tribulation just want to encourage you Keep moving on I need somebody who's been through something Help me not I've had some ups and downs Some hard times in my life I've had to wipe so many tears from my weeping eyes No, the pain will last only for a night That's why I'll hold on till the morning light You see the suffering we're going through It don't compare the dreads that wait for the day. I gotta keep on climbing though sometimes we make it home. But we ain't gonna stop till we reach the top. No matter what comes my way, The devil tries to make us think there is no way out. Maybe you lost the one that was close to you. Maybe you're sick and there's nothing you can do. Oh, yeah. Just keep your eyes to the sky. When times get hard, keep pressing toward the prize. Oh, you see, I'm trying. They won't last for long. They only make them so they gotta keep on.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host, Lou Gilbert, and his subject, Encourage Yourself in the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. That's certainly something that we need to do. Uh, especially now. You know, every once in a while, we just have to reach down deep inside and find something, find something deep down inside of us that's going to keep us moving forward, keep us moving in the direction that we need to do. I think, according to the scriptures, we have to find that in God, find that in our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, brothers and sisters, or good evening. Uh, we want to say, again, welcome to the program. I appreciate so very much, Brother uh, Stevie Butler, for just giving me this 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 opportunity every every month or so whenever we're able to uh, come on and uh, just uh, preach the word of God, preach the word of God. Uh, I, I'm always available to do that. And so we're just uh, so appreciative of this great format, this great program that reaches all over the country and perhaps even uh, the world. And so, again, hats off to our dear brother. We want you to continue to encourage and support this this great this great program, uh, however uh, you are able to uh, support it. And so, again, it's just uh, doing a wonderful work throughout this, this brotherhood with just a simple preaching of the gospel of Christ and, and encouraging messages and uh, the community corner. It's just a, a great, great platform. And we're just, again, thankful uh, so very thankful uh, to have just a small part uh, in this uh, great uh, ministry. Uh, look with me to First Samuel, First Samuel, uh, chapter thirty. Go in the Old Testament, First Samuel, uh, chapter number thirty, and we're going to read verses one uh, through six. Verses one through six. And again, this message is entitled "Encourage Yourself in the Lord." Encourage yourself. In the Lord. Let's see what, what happened here. In First Samuel chapter 30, beginning at verse number 1, the Bible says, David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it, and had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured. Uh, Ahinoam of Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nebel of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. I like the King James there, but David... Encouraged himself in the Lord, his 
God. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but every once in a while, uh, things may happen in your life. Situations may trouble you. You may undergo an ordeal of, of trauma uh, in, in your life or trials or, again, the tribulations, and you need uh, something to keep you going. Everybody else is is speaking uh, against you, and perhaps they even like in our uh, narrative, they perhaps even want to stone you, but you have to find something. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What I need you to see from this great text tonight is that, number one, God can be trusted at all costs. You have to understand that God can be trusted at all costs. If you know the story of David, no matter where David was, God was, uh, at this particular time, David was in the Philistine territory. If you uh, would like to go back and read for yourself, really, you could go back to about chapter number 27, where David decides to flee to the Philistine territory because of uh, Saul, the king, was out for his life. He was going to kill him and And David says in in 1 Samuel chapter 27, as recorded, he says, again, I'm I'm going to die one of these days at the hand of Saul, paraphrasing, uh, and so I I need to get out of Dodge, and I need to leave. And so David left, went into the Philistine territory, uh, paraded as if he was on their side, but he was still really doing God's work. And so God was with him even there. And God gave him victory, a fascinating story, when David was among the Philistines. Uh, And so, again, but God can be trusted at all costs, uh, and we have hope. We can find hope in every circumstance. As we're going to see in this great narrative tonight, we can find hope in every circumstance. Uh, Now let's go to our story. Uh, Of course, the many tests and trials of David, the son of Jesse, teach us that God is able. He's able to rescue. He's able to defend. He's able to comfort. He's able to forgive. He's able to take vengeance. He's able to love. God can be trusted at all costs. No matter where you are, no matter how long you are there, no matter who is against you, I say trust in God, whether in a cave or cavern in a valley or on a mountain, on the battlefield or tableland, you can trust in God. God can provide like a shepherd. He can heal like a doctor. He can provide like a shield. He can heal like a general. God is able to uplift the, the just, to tear down the wicked and destroy the enemy. Today, my brothers and sisters and friends, you can trust God in the boardroom and the classroom whether in the home or in the workplace, on the athletic field or the general field of life. In many crises of life that we face, uh, we can take consolation in the life of David, who was a man after God's own heart, that you can trust in God. Uh, Of course, in, in Christ Jesus, we know we place our trust tonight. Uh, In the story of David, we find the scriptures revealing to us not only the realness of David the man, but the faithfulness of God the Father. The Bible paints David not as a perfect man, although he loved the Lord with all of his heart, all of his mind, and all of his soul. I believe that he was not a perfect man. He was a real man. Uh, 
uh, you know, and it also shows the faithfulness of God. Uh, David being a man in the flesh, he was subject to like passions, just like you and I. And at this particular point, he finds himself in a predicament. He finds himself in a precarious situation, a pickle, if you will. He was in a quandary, a dilemma, a fix, or a jam. What am I saying? He was in a rough place. He was in a difficult position. And so we see David dealing with the faithfulness of God on one hand and the fickleness of man on the other. He's dealing with the infinite nature of God on the one hand and the finite nature of man on the other. He's dealing with the greatness of God on one hand and the ungratefulness of man on the other. In this one particular verse, verse number six, uh, we see the heaviness of David, and we also see the hopefulness of David. We see the burden of David, and we also see the blessing of David. And so what was it? that made his heart so heavy. And just think about the many issues of life that you go through, that I go through uh, perhaps every day or every year. Certainly in these past two or so years, we've had heavy hearts. Uh, uh, Too often it's because things just don't always go as well as we would like them. Uh, We make many plans, and sometimes those plans go astray. They go awry. Uh, We have many ideals and things that we would like to do and goals that we have set, and oftentimes they just don't turn out that way. But again, what was it that made his heart go heavy? Because, again, when things did not work out in his uh, way, uh, his heart was heavy because of the frailness uh, and the human nature of man. Now, when he when it was discovered that the enemy had ransacked the camp, David and all of his men had left the camp. You go back a few chapters. They had left the camp to go join with the Philistines. The Philistines decided, no, we don't want David uh, to come with us because David might turn on us. They remembered uh, how great of a warrior David was. They remembered that the, the ladies saying, uh, you know, Saul has slain thousands, but David his ten thousand. And so his his reputation preceded him. And they said, wait a minute now, if he fights with us, he might turn against us. And so David and all of his men that he left, uh, that he took from Ziklag to go fight, they're, they're now going to Ziklag, the place where the Philistine king gave him to live for a while. So now they're on their way back, and they find out, they discover that while they were gone, while the men were gone, while the leaders were gone, oops, I could preach that right there. You know, men, uh, leaders, uh, don't leave the home. Don't leave the church. You know, so many times the churches are just in disarray because the men leave, because the leaders leave. Oops, I think I said something. Well, that's not my lesson tonight. Uh, But when no one was there to protect the women and protect the children and protect their belongings, somebody's got to be home. Somebody's got to stay. Y'all don't hear me now. Somebody's got to be home and protect the family and protect uh, the church, even on on tonight. But what am I saying here? I'm saying that they ransacked the camp. They they ran off with the women and children and took all of their stuff. And so they were in real pain. Uh, One could only imagine the dark thoughts going through their minds when they came back and uh, considered that, again, all of our families are gone. All of our stuff uh, is gone, even uh, on that 
particular day, they, they consider the perversion of the enemies and their desire perhaps to retaliate against David because when David went into a place, David killed everything. David didn't leave anything alive. Uh, and so they, were, they just were, were thinking, thinking, my goodness, that their wives and their children were gone. You know, imagine returning home from work one day and finding your home destroyed and everything you loved carried away. Imagine having your loved ones violently taken after that. You know, uh, in the news, I can only imagine what those families in Texas and Buffalo uh, felt when they received the news of their loved ones' lives violently taken. There must have been a pain unimaginable. And this was David's predicament. And to make matters worse, David had two wives, not one. Y'all don't hear me. He had two wives. And, and I, I have one, praise the name of Jesus, and I love her with all, all of my heart. And I just couldn't imagine something like that happening to her. But David had two uh, wives. So imagine what he was going through. And he was experiencing personal loss along with the rest of the men. And so, as is often the case, because of the pain and heaviness that was felt by his followers, his men that left everything to join him, uh-huh, and he became their captain, he became their leader. Just go back a few chapters, uh, and you can read about that. These very men, they uh, began to rethink their position uh-huh, uh huh, as his followers, and they began to second-guess his leadership, uh-huh, and they began to complain and even consider stoning him. Yes, this, this great uh, David, the one that they left everything uh, to follow in 1 Samuel chapter 22, the Bible says, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Adullam, and when his brethren and all his father's house heard that he had went down thither, they heard it, they went down thither with him, and every one that was in distress, and every one that was in debt, and every one that was discontented, uh huh, gathered themselves unto him, and he became captain over them, and there was with him about four hundred men. So all of these uh, men, they came to him, and now they're talking about stoning him. You know, I think somebody says somewhere that hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. Now, of course, this is nothing new. This is nothing new because Moses uh, felt the wrath of this as well. In Exodus chapter 17 and Numbers chapter 14, he felt the folk, they wanted to stone him as well because they didn't have the things they thought they needed. Uh, Paul was accepted uh, and then rejected by the Jews. Even Jesus, our Lord and Savior, he was loved on one day and crucified by the very same folk on uh, the days following. And so this, this caused considerable stress on David. The Bible says he was greatly distressed. He was greatly distressed because the soul of the people grieved or it was bitter. And again, oftentimes people respond out of their pain. Understand that oftentimes when we are in trouble, when we are troubled, when we are distressed, when we are grieved, when we are bitter, sometimes we can fly into a rage against those who are in any way the occasion of our trouble. You know, again, hurt people hurt people. Uh, this is the case, again, this day among uh, the people of Israel with David. They, they overlooked 
of the divine providence and operation of God. And such is the case sometimes with us today as God's people. We fail to see the bigger picture in our communities, and we begin to place our frustrations, our rage, and anger in the wrong places. Have our witness here on the radio tonight. We have to learn that our trust and hope has to stay in God. Whatever happens to you today, brothers and sisters, uh, even if you can't handle it, even if you don't understand it, you have to, you know, even, even if you can't see rather the purpose in it, you have to understand that God can see it and God does know. However, David, again, David was feeling distress. He was feeling the anxiety. Uh, but David, as their leader, hear me well, leaders, hear me well, you know, anxiety rolls downhill. Oops, I think I said something. I said anxiety rolls downhill. Fear rolls downhill. Anger rolls downhill. So if you are the leader, you can't afford sometimes. I know you go through things, and as men and as leaders, we go through things. We, we feel it sometimes, but we have to reach down deep within us because if we lose it, Everybody else is going to lose it as well. So David, as the leader, had to teach them by his actions. And so he has to demonstrate and demonstrate quickly that he places his trust in God so they can look to him and see that, listen now, this man trusts God. He had to encourage himself in the Lord his God. The Bible says again that David found strength in the Lord his God. One version says David strengthened himself with trust in his God. The easy reader version says he found strength in the Lord his God. And so he found strength. He finds hope, if you will. What is hope? Hope is a strong, confident expectation in what God has promised or what God has done. He had to search deep within. He had to draw on something that perhaps he could not see. We, in, our new, in the New Testament, we call that faith. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Now, faith even is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. He had to rely on God. He had to rely on his experiences with God in the past. Think about that. He had to trust on God in the present. Think about that. He had to hope in God for the future. Did you hear what I said? I said he had to rely on his experiences with God in the past. He had to trust on God in the present, and his hope had to be in God for the future. You know, how many of us have had an experience with God in the past? You know, God has been good to you. You know, God brought you from a mighty long way. You know, God brought you family back together. God brought you children home. God cured you of that disease that you had. God uh, helped you overcome your addiction and all in all because of your experience with God. When nobody was talking to you, God was right there. How many of us are trusting God right now in the midst of the pandemic or post-pandemic? How many of us are trusting God right now knowing what God can do? And how many have put their hope in God for the future? We don't know what God is going to do, what's going to happen on tomorrow, but I know that God kept me yesterday, and I know God is keeping me right now, so I have no reason to, to, to not believe that God will not bless me in the future. 
And so he had to reach down and find a reason to keep on going. You know, the odds were against him. The people were opposing him. Depression was closing in on him, but he found strength in the Lord his God. You have to find strength in, the, in, in something, have to find strength, and that something for us is God, strength in the Lord our God. Even uh, ordinary people in life accomplish extraordinary accomplishments, uh, even when the odds were against them. Uh, men, individuals like Nelson Mandela, uh, Helen Keller, Mahatma, Mahatma Gandhi, Ruby Ridges, Harriet Tubman, Oprah Winfrey, yes, Martin Luther King Jr., yes, Mother Teresa, yes, Muhammad Ali, and each of these individuals who are famous in their own right underwent harsh, cruel, and often unusual punishment or treatment, but each found something deep down. Each of them went down and found something deep that kept them going. And so, you see, David, while David was in this predicament, he was feeling their pain. He was also really a man of of practice. You have to understand the life of David. What do I mean? David was a man of practice. Whatever he went through, he was in the practice of praising God and seeking for God's guidance. Just help me now. Listen to David in his Psalms. Uh, Again, the character of a person always comes out when they're in crisis. He says in Psalm 18, verse number six, in my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Psalm 34, 4, he says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my tears. This man knew God. In Psalm 40, verses 1 and 2, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the slimy pit out of the mud and mire and set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Psalm 42, 5 and 6, why art thou cast down my soul? Why why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4, when I am afraid, I will trust you. And God, whose word I praise Uh, In God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? David knew, my friends, that whether he was in the valley with Goliath or in a cave at Adullam, he knew that God was faithful. Whether running from Saul or facing the giant, God is faithful. Whether singing God's praise among friends or escaping enemies, he knew that God is faithful. Faithful, You know, uh, David, again, could even call a role of witnesses for us today. Uh, you can listen to uh, the prophet Habakkuk in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. He says, though the tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet, he says, I will praise, I will rejoice in the Lord, I will be joyful in the God, uh, in God my Savior. Now listen to the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, he says again, what then shall we 
say in response to this, if God is for us, who can be against us? And then he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 9, he says, indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves but on God who raises the dead. And then the Hebrews writer lets us know in Hebrews 13, verse 6, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? And so, my friends, I just want you to understand uh, tonight that, listen, there are things in life. There are times when you have to reach down when it just doesn't make sense, when it looks like you're outnumbered or uh, or tripled, outnumbered uh, three times over, uh-huh, that God will be there, and you have to reach down and find that something that will continue to keep you moving forward. You have to remember what God has for you, remember what God is doing for you, and remember what he will do. And I know there are days you feel like Elijah. You have a juniper tree experience. He had had enough and sat under that tree and wanted to die, but he found something uh-huh, in God. I know there are days we feel like Jonah and we want, we want revenge because God doesn't grant you what, uh, he, what you think he ought to do, and you just want to lay down and die, but you've got to find something. I know there are days you feel like Job and you curse the day you were born, but, my friends, you've got to find something. I know there are days you feel like Paul and you shout, oh, wretched man that I am. You've got to find something. And even there are times you may feel like Jesus when he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, I'm telling you, beloved, I'm telling you, reach down and find that something. So the Bible says, again, that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. There may, may, may come a time when no one else is going to stand in your corner. You've got to find your strength in God. There may come a time when, you're, when those you're, you love will leave you. You've got to find your strength in God. You may find a time when those you thought would be there with you, your ride and die, seems to walk away from you. You've got to find something, find that trust in God. Those who were once your closest friends and, and those who would stand behind you, now they're throwing rocks at you. You have to reach down and find that something that's going to keep you going. And friends, I want to just encourage you today to again look at the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Live the life like none other. I thought it not a robbery, a thing to be equal, but yet he gave, made himself of no reputation, took on the form of a servant. And even while we were yet in our sins, he died for us. No one's going to do you like that, like Jesus did. Amen. So when you are going up against whatever it is you're going up against this week, I want you to reach down and find that strength. Listen, God loves you. Jesus loves you. He loves you so much he died for you. He died for you. He, he, he was hung on the cross for you. Blood came streaming down uh, for you, and he gave up the ghost for you on that cross. He said to his father in the garden, not as I will, but thy will. And so today, my friends, I just want to encourage you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. There might be difficult days ahead. Difficult nights are upon us, but find your strength and encourage yourself in the Lord. 
The lesson is yours, my friends. I pray, I trust until we meet again that God will bless you and that God will bless you in a mighty, mighty, long, mighty way. If you need a prayer, we encourage you to reach out to our dear brother uh, Butler and ask for prayer. We'll pray for you. If you're in the Philadelphia area, we encourage you to come and visit us at the Church of Christ that meets at 7630 Woodbine Avenue in the city of Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. Won't you come and be with us? You'll be glad that you did. Listen, may God bless you, and may God bless you real good. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Say to God, come on, put those hands together. Let's praise Him today. Praise Him. Yeah, there's something about Sunday morning. Well, that I can't on, wait. All Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sing and shout. Sing and praise the Lord. Well, because I Sunday morning. I 
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for spending a little time this evening in a study of God's Word. I want to thank both of my speakers on the broadcast this evening, Charles Parker from the Centerpoint Church of Christ there in Birmingham, Alabama. He did a great job on the broadcast this evening. Certainly appreciate his efforts. And also, my co-host, as always, Lou Gibbard from Oak Brook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He always does a great job on this broadcast. We just certainly appreciate all of our speakers who come away uh, from time to time. And also, I want to thank my special guest, Ty Moore. She's a travel agent there in Jacksonville, Florida. Certainly appreciate her uh, sharing with us where her business in the community corner. I want to thank all those who participated in the show this evening. We really do appreciate it. And it's my prayer that the things that were heard on this show, the lessons that were given, is beneficial to your spirit. And your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you not only tune in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's Word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continual blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. And on behalf of my co-hosts, Isa Mullen, Shauna Otis, and Lou Gibbons, and Kelly Fletcher, we really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host, Stevie Arbuck. Night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. The blood, the blood, oh, the, the precious blood, blood of the
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. All right, all right, all right. If you don't mind, committed, let's just take a little time out to give God, give God some praise. See, I know that 
all been through storms and trials and tribulations. And I don't know about you, but I'm a living witness to God. He is a good God. So at this time, we just want to dedicate this song to those who have gone through maybe a divorce. I don't know, maybe maybe you, you've lost your mother, you lost your father, you, your sister or your brother. I don't, I don't know, you, you, you may have been on drugs, maybe alcohol, you fought that battle and God brought you out. And know how to give God his praise and his glory and his Knowing it is not in you, but God. Help me sing. Sing. The storm is gone. Great skies are gone. In my life, in my life. The rain. We might as well go ahead and give God some praise in here. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, 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 this verse is real personal to me. This verse is just for me, me and Mama. Mama, I, I don't quite understand why you called us into that hospital room that Friday before you died on that Sunday. And I've been wrecking my brain. Wonder why did you do that? I came up with this solution. Just like always, Mama, you you're always trying to teach me something. Mama, I can hear your gentle voice even from heaven just saying this. Brian, rejoice in the Lord. This world isn't yours. We're only pilgrims. Jesus died, 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 died,
church I must do it That there's a place Oh, yeah. 